Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Profit, and I'm Brandon Moore, the CEO and President of BKMPC, Certified Public Accountants. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, young adulting for all those young entrepreneurs out there. This one is called Young Adulting and Budgeting. I'm a, a CPA and a financial advisor. Uh, when I finished college, I had uh, a student loan, wife, and two kids. I was uh, very motivated to manage our finances and, and provide for our family. I don't know about you, but sometimes budgeting is almost a curse word uh, for most people. It does inv involve the D word. That's discipline. <laughs> a lot of people do not like discipline. But everybody has to, to budget to be successful. In order to, to be successful, you have to budget your time, your energy, and your resources. And all those th three are, are imperative to accomplish your goals and, and really to finish what we start. Most people see budget, budgets and budgeting as binding, as, as restricting, but really budgeting is freedom. When I was in college, I had a, my senior year, I had a, a notebook that I kept my calendar in and I budgeted every hour. I was working full time. I had two kids and I had 18 hours. I was taking at ASU, Angelo State University. Go Rams. And every moment of every day was basically, but I budgeted time to play with my kids. I mean, I, I just, I knew that if I didn't do that, then I, every time I would spend time with my family, I was thinking about, well, I should be studying. Or if I was at work, I was thinking, man, I need to be with my kids. I don't spend enough time with them, my family, my wife. And when I created that calendar, when I, when I budgeted my, blocked out my time, it allowed me to rest easy knowing that I had made time for those things that were most important to me. I think that budgeting does allow you, most of all, to enjoy life uh, without that undue stress and guilt and, and feelings of failure. So today I'm going to talk to you about the, the reasons for budget, the methods for budget, uh, eliminating debt, investing, and, and really uh, the last of all, which there may be a test, is, is having a good reading list. I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, uh, your education doesn't stop when you get your diploma. It always has to keep going. You always want to keep learning, keep developing yourself, developing your leadership, developing your knowledge base. And, and that takes reading and, and listening to podcasts like this one and, and reading books, listening to books, uh, going to courses, taking courses online. But we'll get to that later. So. One, what is the reason for budgeting? Well, it's what's your motivation. Without a, a goal in mind, discipline is impossible. You have to start where you are. Then you'll be on path to where, where you want it to be. Uh, when I was in college and, and right after college, I wanted to be a CPA. I wanted to invest in real estate and I wanted to own my own business. Those are my, my three biggest goals. That These goals that you write uh, in, or, or, or have need to be short-term and long-term. It's been said, and I'll, I'll repeat it here because I like it a lot, if you don't write your goals down, then they're just dreams. And really, that is so true. And also, if you don't tell people your goals, if you don't have people holding you accountable to those goals, they're just dreams. Those goals need to be smart. They need to be you know, that specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. What is the motivation? What are the goals behind budgeting? Well, if financial freedom is the goal, is, is being completely independent of 
needing to work or needing a job. And the way that starts out in life is through budgeting. And you're not going to get there uh, by hoping. You have to write something down. You have to stick to it. You can't just hope that you're going to, you know, spend less this year or hope that you're going to not overeat this year or hope that you're going to exercise every day or every other day. No, you've got to set time aside. You've got to do it. Pablo Picasso said, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must firmly believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. You have to put action to those goals. You have to first write them down, and then I would tell people about them and then put action to them. Now, what are the methods of budgeting? There are a lot of methods um, to creating a budget. Uh, There's zero-based budgeting. There's percentage increase budgeting. But for me, I like to start budgeting out for financial budgeting by figuring out where you are right now. And the way you do that is you take a log. You have a a notebook or a a register, check register, or something that you, you can write down. What are you spending your money on? And for about three months, everything that you spend your money on, write it down. And then write it down into categories. We accountants call this bookkeeping. <laughs> it's where you where you actually keep records of where you spend your money. And there are softwares that you can use that can help in this. Um, but you can use a notebook paper or a ledger or a checkbook of some kind. And you want to have it in categories and you want to see what are you spending your money on first. Now that you have these expenses exposed, you'll, you'll be able to see see the areas that you need to rein in the spending. A couple of weeks ago, I was looking at one of the credit cards that my son has. Uh, Unfortunately, he had two. We took one of them back. And in a period of five days, he had spent over $200 in eating out, in fast food and restaurants. And I texted him and I said, son, if you spread that out over a whole year, that's over $10,000. You've got to stop this now. And unfortunately, I did not take the credit card away from him because he needs, he does need groceries and gas. uh, And he's not old enough to get a full-time job yet. Uh, But he is looking for work. If anybody out there has a part-time job, uh, just let me know. Anyway, these expenses have to be reined in. And if you, once you have this log, you'll be able to see what you're spending your money on. And you have to have discipline in your spending. And that's the biggest part of of financial freedom is is having a purpose with your spending that you're spending on purpose that you're not flippantly spending money because you thought it was a good idea uh, one of the worst things for young people i think in spending money uh, are, are how easy it is now to do it uh, you have a debit card or a credit card and then you have your itunes account you have your netflix account you have your xbox account You have, you know, of course, you have to have more than one streaming service. Who can live with just Netflix? You have to have Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO and whatever else. Um, So you have to, right? And and because you want to be able to watch it on your phone, your iPad, your computer, or while you're in class, whatever. Um, I get that. But you, what you don't see when it's that easy is how quickly money bleeds out of you, and you get to the end of the month and you and you think. Where did all this go? Well, if you have a log, you'll be able to see. And once you once you see, then you'll be able to rein those those areas in. 
The next thing you want to do is you want to develop a priority list of spending. And what I mean by this is, of course, is spending on purpose. One is pay yourself first. Two, you want to have your large priority items. And then three is your small priority items. What is what is paying yourself first? Well, that's putting money into a savings account. Years ago when we were starting out and I needed a savings account that I wasn't going to dip into for just any reason, I went to a bank that I didn't use for my checking account and started a savings account but did not get checks or a debit card. The only way I could take money out of that account is if I went to the bank, filled out a withdrawal slip, and drew the money out. Now, the way the money was deposited was automatic. It, it went directly from my checking account to that bank and, and filled it up. But I wanted to make it difficult to take money out on purpose because when you pay yourself first, you what you do is you create self-imposed scarcity and you learn to live off less than what you make. And so when you set a budget at 80% of your, your take-home pay, you're putting 20% into that savings account, then you create that scarcity for yourself so that you manage your income within that 80%. And then that 20% that you save starts to build up. And then later you can invest or uh, buy real estate or whatever, or maybe pay for those emergency items that always happen instead of going and putting them on a credit card. What are the large priority items? Those are uh, your rent, transportation, if you have a, a loan on a car, which I don't recommend. Uh, but your transportation, your housing, uh, food, those are those are more of your larger priority. And when I say food, I mean groceries where you have to cook. Now, if you're not familiar with cooking, there are some YouTube stations that you can probably look up. But those those are necessary. You know, groceries should be a larger priority so that you have food that you cook, that you plan your meals and actually, you know, uh, don't go to Outback three times a week. I don't know who would do that, but some people do. The smaller priority items are, you know, your gym membership, entertainment, going out on the weekend. And I'm not saying that, that going out on the weekends is a bad thing. Entertainment is necessary. We're humans. We have to have time off. We have to have downtime. And spending time with friends, going out to eat on the weekends, having that time uh, just to not think about work, not think about stress, those are necessary. And you need to budget for them. And the great thing about the budget is when you're out spending money on those things and you're within that budget, you have no guilt. There's no guilt say, oh, man, I spent $500 at the club last night. Uh, let somebody else buy you drinks. Come on, you're cute. <laughs> somebody else can buy you drinks. But what I'm saying is, is that you can, you can find, you can, you can budget the entertainment so that it is not a burden to you. Um, a lot of people use the envelope method. I think Dave Ramsey has, has believes in all cash, doesn't believe in, in using credit cards, which uh, I understand and, and, and I absolutely condone his, his process and his course that he teaches, the Financial Peace University. I think it'd be great for any anybody to go through, young or old, uh, to learn about budgeting, to learn about how to get into financial freedom at any stage in life. Uh, I think it's really a good a good process. Um, the envelope method is that you write down the categories that you spend your money on 
And when you get your check, you cash it and you put the, the amount of cash into those envelopes. And then when you, when you spend the money from those envelopes, once the envelope is empty, you're done. In order to spend more money in that category, you have to take from another envelope. And, but you don't want to do that, especially if it's that, that, that's your rent envelope. And let me tell you, as a landlord, people make that mistake all the time. They choose the wrong envelope to take from. Then they end up sleeping in the car. That's not good either, which is why you shouldn't have a loan on your car, especially if it comes to your bed. Then you're in trouble. So a zero-base budget is the next is, uh, is one of the other methods, and, and that's where you're planning for every dollar that comes in. And we have some tools at our firm that we'll offer for free if you call in or email at info at uh, bkm-cpa.com or reception at bkm-cpa.com and you need a, a budget tool or a budget worksheet, we'll send you what we have that, that'll help you create that zero-based budget. And that just, if you ha- you take the, the expenses that, that you're allocating to rent and utilities and all these other things, and you, you subtract that from your monthly income, and if that amount is uh, less than zero, then you need to, if it's greater than zero, then you need to add to the other items in your budget like savings or uh, retirement plan. If that is less than zero, you're going to have to subtract from the entertainment or uh, whatever, you know, other accounts that you can subtract from. If you get to a point in that budget worksheet and it's less than zero, you can't take away from any of the, the categories, then you need to get another job <laughs> because your your income isn't enough to cover what your expenses are. And that's not necessarily true about getting another job, but but you need to rethink, is your, are you living in housing that's above where, what you can afford or, or is the car payment that you thought was necessary really necessary? Can you sell that car and then with the proceeds buy a car that's fully paid off? Yeah, it may have some maintenance costs, but it, it doesn't have that monthly amount that you're having to budget. But that's what the budget worksheet does is it helps you make better decisions about where every dollar is going. The next thing is, is, is what do you do about debt? And uh, if you're a young person listening to this, don't start it. Uh, don't start with uh, credit cards at college. Every time you, you know, fill out a credit application, you get a T-shirt. Um, Walmart has some really great T-shirts. And if, if you really need a T-shirt, you should go there. Our firm has some really good T-shirts. You know, if you want some T-shirts, we've, we've, we've got some that we'll sell to you. You don't need a T-shirt from filling out a credit card application you need that credit card application to go away. Don't even don't even bother. Uh, credit cards are not helpful. They they are a cycle of debt that you that you then make uh, the answer to all your questions. You know where am I going to get the money for this you know Xbox game that I love? Well, uh, Visa. Uh, where am I going to get the money for those shoes that I well Visa will pay for it? What does that sound like to you? Does that sound like you're asking somebody a higher power for? I don't know, but uh, credit cards are not the answer. Uh, they don't love you. They didn't. They didn't uh, die on the cross for you. So uh, don't do it. Don't get a credit card. Student loans. You know, I had student loans. I would not get the student loans more than you actually have to have. When I was in college, I had two kids. I had my first kid was was born when I went back to school after dropping out for a couple of years, and 
And so I got student loans for living expenses. My my college was paid for by Pell Grants and scholarships, but the loans were for because very few full-time jobs I could get were, were minimum wage. Even working 40 hours at the convenience store for seven twenty-five an hour. I don't even at the time I think it was three thirty-five an hour. I was not making a lot of money. So uh, the loans help, you know, get us to through the semester. But if you can avoid getting them, avoid it. If you have to get them, only get as much as you need. Uh, consumer debt, you know, I would just don't do it. Don't get money, Don't get credit cards. Don't buy things on credit. Don't finance Christmas. Those that's a bad habit to get into. If you if you really want something, it's worth saving for, right? So save up and buy it. Uh, it may take some more time, and actually that time works in your benefit because then you you start to figure out, well, maybe I don't really need that. If I'm if I'm working this hard for that dollar, maybe I don't want to spend that dollar on that product. And so time works in your favor on that that area. When you're saving to buy things, then you really decide whether or not you really need that thing. And to eliminate debt, Dave Ramsey and I also recommend the snowball method to where you start with the smallest debt and you pay it off and then you take the payment that you were paying on that small debt and you put it to your next smallest debt. And so you keep paying those things off and and as that those debt payments then are no longer there, you add them to the next instead of paying the minimum payment on a credit card for 30 years, you know, $25 over 30 years is a lot of money you snowball that thing to where you can pay it off within 18 months or so and or however long it takes you, but you get that thing paid off. Debt is a burden. It is a prison. It is a shackle, and you really should try to avoid it. So then talking about investing, I'm not going to spend too much time about that because I'm a financial advisor, and if I talk too much about it, then I've got to send this to compliance, and I don't want to. So uh, if you want to talk to somebody about investing, we'd love to set an appointment. Set an appointment with your financial advisor. Debt reduction usually precedes investing. I will talk about investing in real estate. I don't mind borrowing money for real estate, but you you want to make sure that your loan to value stays, you know, there's a pretty good margin. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're going to buy a house that's, you know, 50000 uh, you don't want to borrow $50,000. You want to make sure that your loan to value uh, is at 80% or less. And most of the, the houses that I bought, we, we paid for them 80% of their actual value. And so I may have had 100% financing on some, but the, the loan to value was never more. I never paid more than than 80% of what it, what the property was worth. An important thing to in, you know for investors to invest in what they know. If you are, don't have a lot of experience in some things, then then learn. If you don't have experience in in uh, the investment products that are available, take some time, watch some YouTube, watch some uh, podcasts, and and find out about the things uh, that are available for investors to invest in, like real estate or mutual funds or bonds or whatever. This is not an investment podcast, but again, homework doesn't stop when you graduate. There is a thing as too much research and not enough action. If you are in that learning process, remember that the most, the the best teacher is experience. And so, yes, you want to get an idea of what you're investing in, uh, but at some point you've got to pull the trigger.
And also choose investments where your money will work for you, not the other way around. If you're investing, some people say they're investing in a taco stand. No, you just bought a job. You don't necessarily want to, to buy a job. Uh, there are some things that I bought that I thought were investments and later found out this is this is another 40-hour-a-week job. I don't want that. And so we got out of it. But also, I didn't do a lot of research on that before I bought it. So that's one of these things where I'm telling you what I've learned the hard way. So we've talked about the the reason for budgeting. We've talked about some of the methods of budgeting. We've talked about eliminating debt where to invest and, and, and what you do before you invest. Now, as promised, the reading list. I've done this podcast as a seminar uh, four times, and, and every time I've really given the same books as, as the reading list because these are, these are my top four. There's actually five that should be on here, but one is a business book. So we're talking about budgeting today. So I'm just going to talk about the, the top five reading list. One is The Millionaire Next Door and or, I would say and, The Millionaire Mind, both of them by Dr. Thomas Stanley. He uh, did research over thousands and thousands and thousands of millionaires and saw what the common themes were in their mindset and their behavior. Really good for understanding, you know, how people become millionaires and what they look like. And it's not what you see on TV. Uh, the next book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. A great beginner book to get in, in the mindset of uh, creating wealth and, and investing and getting out of the rat race is what he calls it, to where you're not financially independent or you're dependent upon being an employee, uh, working for somebody else. Then there's a short book that I made my daughter read. Um, it probably, if I listen to it, it'd probably take me an hour and a half. It's really short. It's called Five Things a Millionaire Taught Me About Life and Money by Richard Evans. One of the best chapters on it is the seven magic words. Uh, so if you if that interests you, I won't tell you what the seven magic words are, but go go read the book. And then the last one was a collection of essays that was uh, used in a bank. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon, and it's just a, a collection of essays about saving and investing and how the time value of money works and how you as an individual can create wealth uh, by doing simple things and starting simple. But I think it's George Clayson. Clayson is the author of that. All right, so that's uh, that's the, the podcast, Young Adulting, the Budgeting Chapter. So, uh, again, if, if you're a young adult and you don't have a budget and you've never budgeted time or resources or energy, I hope this helps you. I really do. I hope this will, will help you become a better uh, entrepreneur. And for those of you that are older that haven't done budgets, uh, I really hope that you take these things to heart because podcast is to help you. Of course, the, the name of it is Coaching for Profit, where profit equals your potential minus your barriers. 